The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. You've reached Stephanie Hansen, and this is the makers of Minnesota. Reached like you're somehow calling me or something. You're Ma Bell on the other line. I am here on episode 64 of the makers of Minnesota. And if you listen every week, thank you for listening. You can also suggest makers if you'd like us to reach out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. If you're brand new to the program, thank you for joining us. Um, what we do here is we talk to makers in the state of Minnesota doing cool things. I happen to love food, so we end up talking to a lot of food makers, but also people that are designing apps or have cool services are all welcome to the program. We're just trying to shine the light on some local entrepreneurs. And today we have uh, Darling Pickled Dips, and this is a duo. We have Britt and Sarah. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi. Um, I think I first ran across you on Instagram. You have a cute, sassy Instagram feed that I thought was really reflective of your product. And I was like, huh, darling, pickled dips. Those are cute. How did you guys start this and how long have you been working on it? Well, we had been intending on doing something together for years um, and we just kept coming back to food. So So years like were you friends in high school or? Friends since the freshman grade. We met in the lunchroom of ninth grade. Do you remember when you met? Yeah. Do you? I do. I don't. You don't? I don't remember the day. No. <laughs> was it, so that's junior high or was that high school? High school. High first school, year yeah. high school. school. Okay. So you guys became friends and did you always bond over food? Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot. Before we both had kids, I mean, we would very normally like pull out all the stops and do several course dinners and put tons of time into making and looking into new recipes and trying new things for each other and hosting at each other's houses. Yeah. All right. So over time, you decide that you want to put together a food company. Who started with the pickle dip or did you come up with it together? It was just a recipe we found and pickles are kind of a Minnesota thing. They have a following at, you know, with Gedney and just. Yep. Just Gedney like is a local a pickler. fan base here in Minnesota for pickles. And so we started making just one of our flavors and riffing off of that, and you know, just that for, at first. But then we thought, what about pickle dips? It's an unrepre- unrepresented category in retail. And then we just riffed off that original recipe and came up with the rest of the line. Right. I'm going to have you pull the microphone oh, sure. just a little bit closer. Um, okay. So pickles, you're acting like this is something that everybody thinks about. They're like, oh, yeah, pickles and oh, dip. Pickle dip. <laughs> Had you eaten this as a kid? or So mm-hmm. your dip is based in cream cheese. And white beans. White beans. Yep. So you had had you eaten this as a kid, or what made you add white beans to pickle dip? Because the traditional pickle dip that my radio partner makes, you know, cream cheese wrap or uh, spread on a pastrami, and then pickles in the middle, rolled up and sliced into wheels. Yeah, we kind of added the bean part after we were forming the company and the recipes. We thought it gave it much more of like a dippable texture and a little bit less rich. Maybe you could eat more of it. Yeah, just had a little more use for it. Yeah, because cream cheese can obviously get a little overwhelming. Yes. Don't we hate it when we dip things in and our chip breaks? 
Yes, want anything we do so hate thick. that because then we have to double dip. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like fish that little broken. That little crumb yeah. out of there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, how much recipe testing went on? A lot. <laughs> A lot A of reformulation. Solid, I don't know. Six months yeah, maybe? Yeah, I would solid say. Solid of just trying different ratios of different ingredients. And you and knew then... you wanted to do dip. Well, we knew we well, wanted to do food and we kind of love snacking and eating that way. And now we have young kids and those you know, four course dinners aren't happening as often. We're doing more like appetizer parties yep. and quick, ready to eat things. Sure. So we kind of just, yeah, came to that snacking category that we had been doing a lot more of. Do you both have day jobs or do you stay at home with your kids or yeah, what's your other life jobs. when you're not having pickles? So this is interesting to me because you have children, yes. you have a day job, your spouses, I'm assuming, and now you have this company that you're trying to squeeze into your already so busy lives do you ever feel like, oh my gosh, this is way more work than I thought? I don't think we we're not. It's a lot of work. Yeah, no absolutely. But we kind of knew that going into it, and we want to do it so bad that we are happy to be this crazy busy right now. But it's a lot to manage for sure. So you formulate the dip, and then right away, did you think, oh, we're going to go to farmers markets with this? Because that's where it feels like you're at Mill City, at Northeast, yep, and then Fulton, and Fulton. So. Three farmers markets for two women, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I think our intention was always to get to a retail level, but to invest time into building the brand locally first. We Uh have so many local great retail partners here, but we really felt like getting into the community and creating that pull possibly for the product was a way that we wanted to start just by having that presence there. And getting their feedback too, just like we have, this is a brand new product and we're getting into people's mouths and we want to hear what they think and any kind of feedback where we could improve or just get a feel for what, yeah, the consumers just like. like understand production, kitchen work. We had never done any. I mean, we're making it ourselves every single yeah. week. So Getting we wanted to, to dip our toes a little bit where we weren't, you know, like backfilling several, hundred, you know, a, yep. a large uh, retail base. So we were really trying to ease our way into it and get a hold of all of these different new factors of our lives. Yeah. It seems like to a lot of people that start out at the farmer's market level, that's almost like a beta test for them just to talk to people and see who comes back for the product week after week and how they use it, how they like it. Um, You guys have a really cute social media, Instagram presence. You do a lot um, that I think is just really reflective of your brand being kind of fun and easy. Who does the social media and how do you parcel that out? That's Brit. Yeah, we we do it ourselves. <laughs> we would love to become professionals on social media and get really fancy looking photos and stuff, but we're just real. Um, we're just startup. Yeah, style. startup. Low we're key. wearing yes. many hats right now. And do you do uh, besides Instagram? Do you also do Facebook and Twitter? How about Pinterest? Facebook. 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 Okay. No Twitter. No. I don't know. How do we? How does Twitter work? It's real easy. <laughs> For a food, do a lot of food companies? Yeah. No, um, that hasn't been as much of a social um, like outlet that we have. We haven't looked into it as much. Maybe we should. It's but, pretty easy. Yeah. I yeah. know. It because is Because you can just propagate your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts, and now you're starting to build on to the, a third feed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd recommend that you set it up. Just, okay. People always think Twitter is going away, but I don't think so. Okay. I think from a news standpoint. Well, right. And your consumer at Farmer's Market is a pretty educated, interested in their communities, interested in their ingredients of their food. And those people are looking at Twitter for the news. So Mm -hmm. that might be something to consider if you can set it up. It's pretty easy. Yeah. 
Um, so you're in the car driving around with your kids, taking them to, and then you're like, oh, I got to do an Instagram post. Is that how that works? <laughs> well, more or less. <laughs> Who helped you with your packaging? We hired a designer, a freelance designer, to work on our branding. And how did you know how you needed to package it to get into, say, like a Kowalski's? Well, we it just worked out that our packaging, we had gone through a few different iterations, but always in that plastic tub. Yep, it's a smaller, it's in, like, plastic container. A seven ounce, yep, yep, plastic. Yeah, um, so I guess we had made a switch early on when we were still only in farmer's markets to the package that we're currently using, and it hasn't posed any problems down the line, will that change once we're in a co-packer? Probably, but for now, um, it, it meets any guidelines that the retailers have. It's tamper-proof. Are you thinking about going to a co-packer? And at that point, help the listener understand what that means, because that means you don't necessarily make the product yourself. Someone makes it for you based on your specifications, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, we would love to do that at some point and then have Britt and I be able to focus more on the sales and marketing piece that we love um, so yeah, it's a company that would make your product for you. You give them the ingredients and the specifications and you just have to hit, you have to meet some minimums with them. So mm-hmm. that's the piece that we're not quite at that level yet, but what hope- is the minimums that they ask you to have? Is it number of items? Yeah. It's like a, 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 a certain pound, yeah. a certain weight. Okay. So they'll say our minimum is 800 pounds or 500 pounds per flavor, whatever that is. Yep. And you guys have four SKUs. Yes. We have four SKUs. Is it a big deal to decide to add one, or do you ever think about taking one away? Four seems like a lot for a company that's pretty small. Yeah, we started with four, and we've just have had the same number, but we're just getting the feedback still and the sales numbers of this first year. I mean, our first sales were in May, yep. so we're still learning like maybe what the trends are with within our flavors, and we would consider switching one or going down one, but for now, it they've really been... Kind of all playing. Yeah, they're all really neck and neck. The original, our original flavor is the best seller, but not by much. The Mm -hmm. other three flavors are really neck and neck. Tell me all your flavors. So we've got original dill. Then we've got our original with white cheddar and mustard. Then we have spicy pickle where we use pickled hot cherry peppers and kosher dill pickles. And then we have fiery jalapeno and roasted tomato, which is pickled jalapenos and a roasted tomato salsa. Outside of just dipping with vegetables or crackers, how else do you recommend that people use these darling pickle dips? Yeah, well, we really started intending for it to be a dip. And we just, through our own, like, throwing together quick meals at home, found all these other uses for it. So you can use it like a condiment, put it on sandwiches, burgers, brats, toss it with tuna salad or chicken salad. A couple of the flavors are really good. Fold it into um, scrambled eggs. Yum. Deviled eggs. We've been, you know, putting them on like dumpling and strands, dumpling noodles we've used yeah. with them. So we've just really been exploring ourselves still too, but we found it um, really easy to incorporate to take a lot of steps out of meal prep, which is what we look for now. Are your kids Always on the just, go. how old are your kids? Three and five. Both. Okay. So they're still eating whatever you put in front of them yes. for the most part. Yeah. For the most they're part. They're not to the point where they're like, not one more ounce <laughs> of pickle dip. <laughs> not quite uh, yet. No, not yet. But I'm sure it's coming. Are both your kids the same? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we both have funny. a three and we both have a five. Yes. Yeah, so that worked out. We've done a lot yeah. on the parallel. Yeah. Yes. How much are the dips? They are six ninety nine. Okay. Do you guys ever fight? <laughs> we don't. No. Never no. once? Not fight, no. 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 Do you ever just wake up and think, oh, if I have to see her face today, <laughs> I just can't deal with it? No. 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 Okay. No. I say I can't wait till I can see her face. I know. We How... get sad if we haven't talked in a few hours. <laughs> right. Like, what were you doing for Why from 9 to noon today? Yeah. Didn't even know where you were. How about the farmer's markets? Because that is so early. 
Yeah. It means you don't have a day off because you're doing, I'm assuming, Saturdays and Sundays every weekend throughout the summer. Are you just, I mean, at this point, are you exhausted? Are you glad that they're over for the most part? Well, they're not over. We do a winter market. You're doing winter markets too. We're just doing one, yeah, one winter market through Mill City. Yep. And we've reallocated our hours. We have found that demoing in the stores is so important to drive the sample of the product. Um, So we've really reallocated any time that we were spending um, doing a weekly farmer's market to doing demos in our stores that and, we're in right now. And mm-hmm. can I ask, like, how does that work? So you want to do demos at a store. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you have to pay to get into the store to do a demo, or do they invite you? How does that work? Yeah, they're, they've just been really open. We're still learning all of the nuances here, too, or just the etiquette. But, yeah, they've just been open when we say we'd love to come demo our product, and we'll have somebody there. One of us will be there from this time to this time, and... They've just been really open to giving us a table and letting us sample to their customers. Do you have a sense of if you sample someone, what the percentage of purchase is? Gosh. Percentage, we more are thinking, I guess, the amount of hours and how many like units we've sold. But, you know, I don't know. What do you think? It feels like it drives so many more sales. I would say we have... Like 75% of people that sample buy maybe? That's a high number. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a fun category, snacking. You, you know, I just, we're fortunate in that sense where a lot of people are going to the grocery store because they're happening to pick up something that they're going to use to have people over with for the night or something yeah, like right. that. So the times of day that we're in the store and with it being football season and just barbecue season in the summer, our product really lends itself well to those kinds of occasions. So, right. And Super Bowl coming up, yeah. I'm assuming football everyone's excited. Food. Are yeah. you doing anything special for that? Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. But maybe thinking maybe, about it, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. I saw this really adorable um, deviled egg that they made the egg and then they put the little lines on it like a like a football. football. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, that would be a cute thing to have at a party. So maybe yes. you can yes. do something with that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, are there other, 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 are there other people in the local marketplace that you see at markets that you admire? That you just like, wow, they really have it all going on. And if we could do it like them, we'd be. At the farmer's market, we were with a lot of other people. Probably our size are a little bit larger. Mm -hmm. And we just admire how strong the local food community here is, generally speaking. Um, It's been really fun. We've had a few people like kind of prime us or give us some tips here and there that are kind of like outgrown the farmer's market scene. but. We're just so thankful for how strong that community is that we live in a city where like it's not out of the question for a local food startup to go from farmer's market to national distribution. Right. So yeah, we've had a lot of great people that have kind of mentored us a little bit or just at least let us pick their brains and really helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a point um, where you think, OK, one of us will have to leave our jobs and do this full time or will you both do it together and make the leap? That's I think we talked about kind of going from a hobby business to and some people are comfortable at the hobby size, and if it grows inc- incrementally, they're fine with that. Others are like, I think a Maddie and Mays, he was like, you know what, this is, I'm going for it. I'm putting everything I have into it, and I'm not going to stop until I get there. Where would you say you guys fall on that spectrum? Yeah, I think right now our retail distribution level is manageable for the moment, and we're really taking it as it comes. For us, it's a matter of what group of stores maybe locally or regionally do we want to pitch and how close does that get us to the next step of you know stepping really away up, and getting yeah. into a co-packer say where maybe both of us could do this full time yep. but yeah we're just 
trying to make strategic decisions right now and Mm -hmm. making those kind of decisions once we have a clearer view of what the future looks like for us. And you've only been doing it since what, a year? Yeah, we just, our first sales were in May. Right. We kind of formed it at the very beginning of the year. Um, So I would say based on seven months that you both seem real relaxed that you're still having fun. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people say that. <laughs> Do they? Like you guys still have your smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, and you seem really relaxed about it. Like you're still enjoying the experience and the journey. And it's, you know, other people, once they're five years in, sometimes they're like, wow, the rubber's really got to meet the road here mm-hmm. to decide if I'm going to stay in it or not. Um, do you, how do you learn about business things? Like what do you do in your day jobs? We're both in sales. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is, sales is a natural territory for you. Yeah. Um, do you listen to podcasts? Do you read magazines? How do you get inspiration? Yes. I think all those things. We subscribe to different, you know, all the local business journals and um, publications and then follow a ton of people on social media, of course, and just try to keep up to speed with the food community. You're Does reading. anyone stand out there that you think like, wow, they're really doing a great job or every time they post something you're like, oh, it's so good. Hmm. There's just so many yeah, good companies out there that products that we love that we've tried. Um, I can't. I know. No one off the top of your head. Yeah. All right. When you go um, to the farmers market, what is the pitch for the dips? Like, how? What is? What do you say to people when I walk by your booth? What are you going to say to me? Are you pickle dip curious, Stephanie? And I'm going <laughs> to say yes. I am pickle dip curious. <laughs> We do people a, just stare well, at you when well, you say that? After, after we had so many, we don't say, well, we, we started saying that, but we, we had all these looks like, what is this? So what is pickle dip? Do we started kind of using that on our chalkboards and asking people if they're pickle dip curious. Because a lot of people think it's a dip to dip your pickles in. Like that, yeah, like that should be a thing. Completely, it should be a thing. <laughs> do pickles need a dip? I don't know. I, yeah. Some might. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can do that. Yeah, you can do that with our our dip too. So we just say that they're cream cheese and white bean based, and then we blend in kosher dill pickles or pickled hot peppers, depending on the flavor. And then we kind of give other uses besides a dip with salty snacks or veggies. So when you sample, do you sample veggies and salty snacks, or do you salty do pinwheels, or what's your? No, we've just been demoing it with salty snacks. Okay, yeah. And um, when you're at the farmers market and someone demos it, I mean, it's not a huge commitment. It's six ninety nine, mm-hmm. right? So do most people buy one? Yeah, I would say. I mean, it kind of depends on the market. Markets are just so good for, like, grazing also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are intrigued and like the product, but maybe they're not buying it today. But we definitely have a local good group of regulars that comes back and finds us week after week that Mm -hmm. buy two, They're super pickle curious. Yes, Yes, they they just keep coming to satisfy their curiosity (laughs) about pickles. (laughs) Trying a new flavor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, One other question before we wrap up here. How do you know, like, when you've arrived? Like, do you have a financial goal? Do you have a P&L? Like, do you wake up and think, oh, this is where we need to get to? What drives you to get there? I think it's that. But right now, we're just, we just want our product to be as consistent as possible. We're trying different things with freezing it and thawing it, just seeing different trying different R&D things on our own, sensory yep. evaluations, tweaking recipes still. It's hard to freeze cream cheese, isn't it? Yeah, it has yeah. some textural problems yeah. once it thaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're just really trying to nail down the like product performance piece of it right now um, before we're really and, focusing yeah. on, you know, we just want to be completely confident that what anyone buys from the store from us is right at that quality level yeah. that we, we know it is and... Just learning, learning, yeah, starting a business and 
all those different pieces that go with that. There is so much to it. Yes. Have you made any mistakes yet? Oh, oh every can day. Can you think of one? Just, you don't learn. I mean, it's like the adage is true. You just don't learn until you try. So we make a mistake every single day still. Fortunately, it's nothing that's been, you know, it's just like this would be more efficient if we used this ingredient or yep. if yeah. we bought this piece of equipment or if yeah. we cut out this piece mm-hmm. entirely. So we're just really refining our production process even. And and you can work together to bounce each other ideas off of each other. That's got to be yeah, constantly huge. all day. Huge. Yeah. I mm-hmm. am so thankful for that part of it. I honestly, being like a sole proprietor doing this on their own with, it's like a constant state of questions. You're always wondering, well, what if we tried it like this? Or what if we did it this way? So it's so nice that we can have each other's opinions and we both get cooking and enjoy it and can yeah. kind of like envision what change would bring so do you think you'll expand at some point outside of pickle dip maybe into other types of dips yeah we talk about it for sure we're not we don't know exactly what that next maybe product would be but if we would stay in dips or do something that accompanies them or yeah we would we're open to it we're just so always you're not just stuck on pickles we're not stuck Ooh. on only only pickles, pickles. we do but, but you like we pickled, pickled things. things yes we do yeah. like pickled things me and too the difference that it brought kind of to the marketplace and the yeah. uni- the uniqueness of that point. And the fermentation process, mm-hmm. there's lots of things you can do with that, that I think fermentation is sort of on the beginning cusp mm-hmm. of where that can go um, in more of a traditional realm outside of kimchi. Obviously, I think people are getting more comfortable with fermentation and pickled foods. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I wish you guys great success. Sprit and Sarah from Darling Pickle Dips. Thanks for being here. You can find them. Again, their Instagram page is real cute. I don't know why I'm obsessed with it, but I kind of am. <laughs> I think you do these funny little videos that I just really they're like kind boomerangs. of like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm terrible at boomerangs. So I think that's probably why I'm like, oh, they always do those great boomerangs. Um, so thank you for being here today. Thank, thank you, you so much.